Hi everyone, this is Jess Baker and welcome to Behind the Sunnies, a champion golfer. Hi everyone, welcome back to Behind the Sunnies, a champion golfer. It has been a little while since I have posted a podcast episode, but I'm sure you can understand that I have been very busy. Um, I think last time I posted I was in LA um, playing in the US Amateur, so that was a very cool time. Um... And I'm back in Florida now. I have done two weeks of my senior year, which is very crazy. Um, But I'm also kind of excited, um, you know, to get the season going and see where this season takes us, really. Um, So the whole idea for this episode, I think, is to have something that people that are wanting to go to college or have just started or your friends and family um, that, that kind of want to know a bit more about the whole US system. Um, this is kind of the guide to um, of all my advice and my tricks and stuff. And I've obviously done three years of it and I navigated this through a pandemic. So I'm sure that anybody going um, in, in a few years time will be absolutely fine and I hope this episode um, might give you a few a few little bits and pieces to think about and um, and hopefully it helps. So I want to start off with where I started off with my journey um, for the US colleges and that is with an agent. Um, so I worked with Gemma at Peak USA Golf and I will always advocate for Gemma. I think she was amazing um, and she's got some really great players um, with Peak USA at the minute. So um, every agency is different. Obviously, um, there's a, a few out there now, but for me, Gemma made everything much more personal and um, everything was tailored to me. And I think the advantage of being with a bit of a smaller company at the time was that I could have that um one-on-one I guess and and have it much more personalized as opposed to a bigger company where you're just kind of another fish in the pool I guess so um so yeah no Gemma was amazing and I don't think I would have got UCF had it not been for Gemma um so that is definitely my first advice um is to go and find an agency you can do it without an agent um I'm not saying that you have to go and spend the money because it, it is expensive at times um you just have to do a lot more work and you really have to know what you want. And I think the advantage that I had with um, using an agency and using Gemma was that I didn't really know what I wanted at the time. I just knew I wanted to go to America. I didn't know where. I didn't know, um, you know, East Coast, West Coast. I had no idea. And so I just kind of said to her, like, can you just find somebody that wants me and I'll kind of chat to them and figure it out along the way. And that was exactly what we did. And it was the perfect way for me to do it. And, uh, and so there was that advantage. And then I'm not entirely sure what the, um, process is with applying to the college and stuff, but I think there was a lot of paperwork that the agents do, um, that you kind of get taken off of your hands. So that's, that's the other benefit to it. But, um, please go and message Gemma, um I think she so I have her like tag on my bio on Instagram um the PQSA golf so go and message her if you're interested and you and you're looking for an agent so that's absolutely my first step to kind of get started and I think the most exciting part about this whole process is that first step that you take because then it's like it's real and you know you've signed with someone or you haven't or whatever you're doing um but there is a day 
and I'm not entirely sure what day it is, but there is a certain um, rule in the NCAA that you can't speak to coaches until you're over that age limit or something. I'm not entirely sure, but um, that day is the most exciting day out of the whole thing because that's when all the coaches message you, you get emails, um, your DMs are flooded, and it's this whole thing where everybody wants you, and it's the coolest feeling um, because, you know, everybody, all the coaches want, you to come to their university and and play for them and and that's a really nice feeling to feel wanted um and yeah I will say as well it's very overwhelming that day um because you kind of get thrown into the deep end with all these coaches and colleges that you've never heard of and you don't know anything about um but that is the most exciting day (laughs) and it kind of goes up from there you know you start narrowing down um and as I said earlier you know I didn't know what I wanted and um and so with Gemma there we were able to kind of look at different places and I talked to some people and I was like no I don't like the sound of being up north I really don't like the sound of snow in in October like I would much rather have the Florida sunshine 24-7 um and so that's kind of how I how I knew what I wanted was just through that trial and error process of talking to certain coaches and figuring out what I liked um and that was another thing for me was that I wanted to be on the east coast in the end which is not something that I think I specifically said but as I say you know going through the zoom calls and and emailing and stuff I just knew that I didn't want to go somewhere out west because that's just so far away for me um it's a long longer flight obviously it's a bigger time difference and so through that process I was able to um pinpoint exactly what I wanted And that leads me on to my second piece of advice, which is to go and visit. So at this point, you'll probably have had a few chats with um, certain coaches, certain colleges that you like, um, that are suited to what you want. Um, And I 100% advise that you go and visit. You have, I think, four official visits that you're allowed to take. That, That number might be wrong. But there is certainly... Uh, multiple visits that you're allowed to have um, where the college will pay for you not your family I think is the rule but you are able to go and um, visit that you know based off of what the uh, the coaches in the university want want to have you there so they'll they'll be able to um, cover you for that and uh, and for me when I went to visit I visited three universities um, all on the east coast Um, UCF was obviously one of them um, and it was actually the last one that I went to and so for me, the visits was so crucial because I went to visit a few um, earlier on. And I think the reason that they, they drew me was because of the ranking. Um, I wasn't too sure on what I wanted in terms of a ranking uh, of a team. You know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to the, the best school I could get or whether it was a case of going somewhere that might be ranked a little bit lower, but I, I would be guaranteed to play on the team and um, the environment might be better suited to me. Um, everybody's different and um, everybody wants something different out of the whole thing. Some people come for a degree, some people come to play golf and play the best golf at the best schools and go for it is what I'd say um, but just make sure that you are committing somewhere or you're visiting places that are suited to what you want and, and don't waste those opportunities because um, you know if I'd have gone to visit a school on the west coast and I already knew I didn't really want to go there then it's just a bit of a waste of time for everybody so um, so make sure that you visit places that um, you, you, you see yourself going to. So anyways going back to where I went to um, I visited a place that had a a much better ranking than the other schools um but I got there and I just like 
had this weird vibe when I got there like it just felt very eerie and like it was a small town um different to the other two schools that I was visiting and I just didn't didn't particularly like it and um I know a lot of people that went there that loved it and um and that's fine but it just didn't suit me and and that was that so I kind of was glad that I'd you know given it a try and seen what the college program was like but I just knew that that wasn't the place that I was meant to go so then um Fast forward to the end of the trip, um, we came to UCF last and I remember just being on campus and I just like fell in love with it and that sounds like so cliche and like really weird for me to say that but I, I could really just feel a whole buzz about the place and I felt excited to go there and excited to um, you know wear the UCF kit and the badge um, and that was something really special. Uh, and there are other, th- other factors that you know were in that obviously the weather's one of them I know a lot of people from the UK want to go somewhere where you've where you've got golf all year round because um, you don't obviously have that at home you have the muddy temporary greens in winter which nobody likes so that was definitely a factor for me um, obviously the coaching staff the facilities make sure that that's all suited to you and um, I say that actually but I think another point that I think I might come to later is just the fact that you can't have everything perfect you have you have to make a, a sacrifice somewhere um and don't be put off off of one small thing you know what I mean um there are a lot of different places and people offer different things and schools have different strengths and weaknesses and um you you hopefully will find a place that ticks every one of your boxes but um you know, with the help of an agent and Gemma for me, we were able to kind of say like, this was a priority, um, this is not a priority, let's kind of look at places that have this, and then I remember having a conversation with her where she was like, you you can't have it all, like, it would be amazing if that was, if that was an ideal world, but you have to kind of pick and choose what's most important to you and, and what's not, so, um, so just bear that in mind when you're going through that process, um, is that, you know you want to have your priority and whether your priority is golf whether your priority is um the weather or campus or the coaching staff or the facilities like i would say have a couple in your in the back of your mind that you want to have it as a constant you know and if that if that place doesn't have it then you know it's probably not for you so um i think that's good advice just to kind of make sure that you've you've kind of ticked off what you're getting out of the process if you know what i mean So hopefully by this point you have got your agent, you've um, had some chats with coaches, you've been to visit, you've decided where you want to go, amazing. Um, So the next step for that is to verbally commit. Um, And so that's basically just a gentleman's agreement that you're not going to turn back on um, on what you guys have decided between you um, based on scholarship money and stuff. Um, That is not set in stone, so there are certain cases where either side will drop out and that's rough because nobody wants that to happen to them and and nobody wants to have to start from scratch but it does happen um so essentially that verbal commitment is just to make sure that you know both sides are happy with the agreement and the plan is to go ahead with it basically and so after that is the most exciting bit as well And so after that is another really exciting bit, which is getting prepared for the whole thing. Um, Obviously, it's difficult when you're in sixth form and stuff or you're in college or whatever, 
because you've got exams or you've got apprenticeship or something and and there's more to balance on your plate than than what you'd like um and obviously you want to play golf all the time or you want to play your sport and um you know you might have a levels or b techs or whatever um but it's really important that you make sure that you're doing everything that you need to do to get into america um and that sounds a bit weird but i think everybody kind of knows what the border control situation is like in america especially being international um it's pretty pretty um strict i guess um the yeah we'll, we'll not get into the whole border office so you have to make sure you have the right documents with you um and that means having a visa um so you have to go to a u.s embassy um there's a few around the uk um that you can go to and it's just a process that you have to you know have an interview or something but it's hardly an interview they just ask you um you know what you're going to be doing in america and you're a student obviously so um you just have to tick that box really and then the other thing is the sat which is um kind of like a comprehension of maths and english um it's what the Americans use to base their exam results on, kind of. It's a bit confusing, but basically the better your SAT score, the easier your your acceptance will be um, into the university, which I'm sure most of the time isn't really an issue unless, you know, it's you struggle a bit academically, but... Um, but you just kind of have to tick that box and, and again say that you've done it and they just need that for you to be able to get into the college. So um, so make sure you have that. And whilst we're on that subject, actually, another thing that I think is really important and something that you shouldn't forget is that when you are going through sixth form and you're doing your um, exams, whether that's your BTEC or your apprenticeship or your A-levels or AS levels, whatever it is, make sure that you concentrate on that and make sure you try and get the best uh, grades that you can. Um, I was told that, you know, once I was accepted into the university, I got my SAT, um, you know, that wasn't an issue um, for me to get that. And then um, I was kind of just told I didn't really have to do anything academically after that. Um, and that's kind of what I did. I mean, I'm I'm quite academic, so um, I did my three A-levels um, during covid which is a whole other story, but um, I ended up getting um, decent grades in those, which meant that I actually had to take less classes in my degree. So I've really been okay with the workload so far um, in in my three years because I was able to skip a lot of the general classes that a lot of psychology students, and you know that's my major, but um, being able to have a psychology A level meant I could skip a few of the you know introductory classes so it meant a lot less work for me it meant less classes I had to take less time in the classroom more time playing golf basically so keep that in the back of your head um that that is important and um and to not you know get complacent and um it is quite weird when you are well it was for me certainly when I was in sixth form um because everybody else is looking at their own you know places in the UK and they're doing their um personal statements and stuff and like I never had to deal with that which was great um you know another less thing that I had to do and more time playing golf as I say so um so it is a bit weird going through that but um but it is a really nice feeling to know that you don't have to do any of that stuff and um people come out with you know student debt and stuff and that's another thing that you don't usually get if, if you're on scholarship so um it's great 
is what I would say. <laughs> Go for it. Um, as I've said it earlier, you know, the opportunity is, is just huge. And another important thing as well is that America is not for everybody in the sense that just because you're good at a sport or you're decent at a sport, really, um, you have a lot of opportunities available to you in both Europe and in America. Um, so you've obviously got, you know, Sterling, St Andrews, uh, you know, the strong golf schools um, in the UK and that is absolutely an option and I'm not saying that because I've gone through the whole American system that that is what you should do and whatever, I'm just telling you from my experience this is what I've been through and I know it's, it's a very common route for people these days but that's not to say that the programmes over at home aren't just as good and there's such good players that come through that as well. Um, so keep that in mind as well um you know for me i just i just wanted a bit more sunshine <laughs> um i actually went to go see sterling and i really loved everything about it but i just couldn't really face uh hitting balls in the rain and stuff when i could be in baking sunshine in florida so that was it for me but it's different for everybody and um and that's another point when you're going to visit and stuff whether what you what you really want is there and uh you know sometimes people want different things so um keep that in the back of your head there are a few options in Europe as well I didn't really explore this but I remember getting a few emails about it um, I think there's like a school in Spain or something like that that offer a similar program so there are plenty of options if you know America feels like it's not for you or if it's too far away or whatever it is there are other options so bear that in mind so hopefully by this time you'll be just about ready to go, you'll have signed um, you know, with your agent and then you've visited, you've got your visa, you've done your SAT, everything's ticked off on the list um, and it's time to head over and that is a very weird period of time. For me personally, as I said, this was during a pandemic, this was in August of 2020, so um, how I even got there in the first place is a great question because... In my head, 2020 is just ruled out as the year that everybody stayed at home. But I actually did learn how to live by myself and navigate a new country um, during a pandemic. And it was really life experiences is what I'm going to boil it down to. Um, it was really hard and it is hard whether you're in a pandemic or if you're not in a pandemic. Like it's a tough adjustment and that leads me to my fourth bit of advice is that you need to allow yourself time for that adjustment um and I think hopefully the experiences that I've had and I'm going to share might make it feel a bit better you know if you've just got there and you're struggling or um you're not quite sure what to expect from my experience um I really struggled with socially um although that this probably is partly because of the pandemic but I really struggled to like find friends and stuff um I had no in-person classes we weren't even playing in the in the fall so I wasn't able to sort of meet people naturally I guess I had a lot of my friends I guess on the golf team um and you will rely on that because you spend a lot of time with them um and some people live together and I lived with uh, my teammates so um so it is quite heavy I guess on on that group of people that you're with um, and that might be something to keep in mind when you are deciding where to go um, that was certainly a priority for me was to have you know a good team around me and a good um, energy of girls and stuff um, so yeah I would just say you're going to spend a lot of time with those people so um, get used to it I guess <laughs> And then, yeah, just kind of like adjusting to a new country, a new culture. It sounds weird because America is obviously very similar to the UK, um, very Western culture, but 
is different. I mean, you find like the weirdest things to be different and things that you don't even think about. Um, so there's obviously like, you know, driving on the other side of the road and um, the accent and stuff. And like people will constantly ask you to say certain things in English, which is funny at first and then gets a little tiring at times. But there we are. That's going to happen. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's just an adjustment. And I think there's that side of it in terms of, you know, social stuff. And then there's also the golf side of it. And um, as I've spoken about a lot in this podcast is the struggle that I had um, in my first sort of two years, I guess, at, at UCF um, with the golf. Um, I really, really struggled to adapt to the grass. And we play Bermuda grass here in Florida. Um, it's very, very grainy. Um, and we play bent grass, I think it is, at home. And so, um, you know, you've obviously got Lynx golf, you've got the wind, you've got all these different things going on. Whereas in Florida, it's like there's massive bunkers, there's water everywhere and there's firm greens and fast greens and it's it's just a different style of golf and alongside the grass um short game personally wasn't one of my strengths and now it is my strength because I just spent so much time chipping and um I've had you know short game lessons with an LPGA coach which has absolutely helped um but I did struggle to adapt to the grass and to, to hitting different shots and not being able to hit chip and run all the time and having to play the high flop shot or, you know, a high bunker shot because, you know, it's it's just diff- difficult to adjust to that. I think when you're, when you're used to playing courses like St. Andrews, um, you know, there's no pot bunkers or anything <laughs> in Florida. So it is just different. And um, as I say, fourth bit of advice is take time to adjust. Um yeah you just kind of have to go through it and that's something I'm actually experiencing right now is that we've got um a few freshmen come in um and I've just been kind of like trying to tell them to go through it like everybody has issues everybody's got certain conflicts that happen in life and and that's what happens and uh you just have to sort of go through those life experiences and you'll come out stronger and better and more wise on the other side so um stick in with it if you're struggling I would say um and uh just just make sure you allow yourself time for that adjustment um because I say it is difficult and I think something as well um if there's any like family or friends listening um that have um people going over that they know um make sure to FaceTime a lot keep in touch um obviously it's difficult moving away from home when you're 18 to a new country and you literally have nobody there because I think the thing that I always wished that I had was that I could just pop home for a weekend or um somebody could just come down and do my laundry or something when I'm busy but I literally can't and um you are thrown in the deep end and you just got to deal with it and um and so for those families and friends um listening just make sure that you um, are supporting them in the best way possible and, and you know, just accept that these things happen and, and it can't be a smooth journey all the time as much as we see it on Instagram and we like to think that it is, it probably isn't going to be. So prepare yourself for that. But also leading on to my fifth bit of advice, have fun. It is the most incredible experience. Um, the travelling that you do, the places you see, the people you meet, the experiences you have, the things you get um it is just amazing and uh you know I actually went to a football game um our first game of the season at UCF and I was walking down um kind of the main field I guess that we have um on on campus 
is packed with people tailgating which is basically like people set up tents and um tables and it's basically just a big party where people just drink and you know hang out and stuff so um it's a really really fun site and I was just walking down there and I was just thinking like you would never find this at home you never get this in the UK um and there's obviously different things pros and cons um in the UK and here but um I just kept thinking like wow like this is incredible to be able to be a part of it and to be part of that community at your university is huge um as I was saying earlier with the alumni the relationships that you make having graduated from somewhere will take you very far in life um and I think is also another um, advantage to going to an American university is because I think the degree holds a bit more than it does if you went somewhere else um but as I say, if you've got those relationships that you make um, and say you're from a certain university and you meet someone who's also from there or has a friend from there, you can make connections really, really quickly. And I feel like it doesn't quite work like that back home um, in the same sense. So um, take advantage of all of those opportunities. Um, there are a lot of staff that work in a D1 college and, and D2 as well. Um, and everybody is there to help you. And it definitely is a bit intimidating I think because there's so many people that are like oh if you need help like let me know but then it also feels a bit awkward to ask for help or that's certainly how I feel um because that's kind of not in my personality and I'll just kind of grin and bear it sometimes but genuinely everybody is paid to help the student athletes so if you're struggling um mentally physically um if you've got an injury if you're struggling with your classes um there are people on on standby to help you and um and as i say take advantage of that because um not many people have that and um and you will certainly miss it when it's not there so um so yeah just have fun enjoy the whole experience it's amazing and i'm so grateful that i was able to have it and as you've probably gathered through this whole podcast journey that i've shared with you all um it hasn't been easy all the time and there's definitely been ups and downs but there are certainly times when I wish that I wasn't going through something or times when I wish I would just get the grass a bit easier or I wouldn't have that difficult thing going on in my life or I wouldn't be stressed out about this thing. I wouldn't take any of it back because that's allowed me to be the person I am today and um, and without those struggles who knows what could have happened and could have never won the British if if those harsh experiences didn't happen. Um, and you learn, you learn along the way, you learn resilience, you learn, um, you learn your own company, I guess, <laughs> you get used to that, you get used to dealing with people from other cultures, it's difficult at first, um, but you, you get used to it and you deal with it and, uh, and you always move on, so, yeah, I don't know, I guess that's kind of the whole college life wrapped up in one episode, so I really hope that helps and I really hope it gives people that might have just started or are going to go or interested in going um a bit more perspective on what it really is like um and if you have any more questions about it um please message me on instagram jessbaker21 underscore or behind the sunnies is my other instagram um yeah shoot shoot me a dm dm like i'm very happy to help and um i'm always going to advocate for people asking and and reaching out and stuff because I have literally been through everything you could think of um, in terms of America. So if you have any questions, please do ask. And I really hope you enjoyed this. Um, another point I will say is that with me being back in college now, 
Um, I'm in my final year, which means a lot more work and a lot more writing <laughs> being a psychology degree. Um, so I have a lot on my plate and I would love to do an episode every week, but I just don't think that's possible. And I wouldn't want to say that I'm going to do it every week and then not fulfill that. So um, I'm going to say that it's going to be every two weeks. It might end up being three, which I really hate, but um, I hope you can respect the time that I need to to focus on what's important and um obviously I love doing this and um I love the the feedback and the people that I uh, that I can help but um to make sure that my life stays as stress-free as possible I think it's just easier if we if I do every two weeks so um so yeah I'll be back soon and thank you so much for listening and I will join you next time to find out what it's really like behind the Sonys.